Welcome to the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. For those of you who don't know, GTFO means get the F out. In this podcast, we will be discussing how to get the F out. How to get the F out of a bad situation, predicament, or something you want to flat change. I'll be interviewing individuals who have had to GTFO. Expect to hear stories of those who experience situations of despair, pain, and fear. And the only way to escape it was to GTFO. Through this podcast, I want to give you, the listeners, the power and courage to make life changes should you need to GTFO. Have you ever hit a professional and financial rock bottom in your life at the same time? Meaning, has your industry taken a hit so hard that naturally your wallet does too, but you're trying like hell to figure out how to get out of it and get back to normal without falling into a depression in that rock bottom space? Well, my guest today did just that, and you will hear her story from start to finish, how she survived on 33 cent cans of green beans (laughs) to building her own real estate empire. She's an ass kicker and motivator, and I know her story of professional and financial reinvention today will inspire you because it sure as hell inspired me. Today's guest is Dakota Riley. Dakota is the proud leader of the fast-growing Depend on Dakota team with Keller Williams Showcase Properties. She's a dedicated real estate professional serving the entire South Shore of Massachusetts. Dakota doesn't just say that the client comes first. She means it. Dakota prides herself on her integrity, which you'll hear today. She specializes in houses and condominiums throughout the South Shore and has a long track record of happy homeowners and satisfied sellers. But before becoming a full-time real estate agent, she graduated from Babson College cum laude with a major in accounting and concentration in law. Prior to her real estate career, she was an auditor for Arthur Anderson and spent some years as a private investigator. How cool is that, Dakota? Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Holly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really, really pumped for this too. Really, really pumped. Well, you have a terrific story and you want to talk about perseverance. I know the the listeners are going to love it because it's just gritty and it's honest. And I love how um, you just, you're, you're freaking authentic self. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, sometimes when people see like not necessarily an end product, but you know, a product of someone that's maybe doing really well or anything, they just think that that's how it's always been, you know? And I think it's hard when people are in a tough place and they have the feeling like they need to give up um, because they'll never get anywhere. I think it's important for those of us that have already been there that we can kind of share the stories so that they know that, look, you know, I wasn't born this way, you know, and it, it took me a lot to get here and anything you're feeling, I'm not talking down to you or anything like that. I'm talking to you as somebody who's been there. Right. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of weight in that when you're like, no, I've been through it. You have to go through it to understand it and help other people. But before I get into my questions for you today, how do we know each other? (laughs) Funny story. Yeah. I mean, I, let's see, it's funny. It's somebody that I know before, well, not knowing you, but you have a last name and it sounds like at one point during the pandemic, you might've had some time to kill and decided you were going to reach out to Kaplan, you could get your hand on, including my all-time best friend, who is my marketing extraordinaire <laughs> brand manager, Brian yeah. Kaplan. And after he met you and talked to you, he called me and he's like, oh my God, Dakota and Holly, you are two peas in a pod. We got to get you two together somehow. <laughs> he was right. He was right. Yeah. For those of you listening during the pandemic, I was so bored. I was on LinkedIn all the freaking time. And I'm like, oh, let me just 
plug in my last name into the search bar and see what happens. And I was like, friend, friend, friend. And, and now I have this whole network of Kaplan's, which is really funny. And then so, they said, I, I need to do the same thing for Dakota. That's what I got. Yes, get out you there. do. Cause you have such a cool <laughs> name. So um, great way to network kind of off the cuff, kind of fun. And you never know if you're related or not. Exactly. So, <clears throat> I am from Louisiana, so I can legitimately say that. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> anyway, all right, Dakota, will you tell yeah. the audience about yourself? We'd love to hear about you. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, it's, it's funny. I actually went to school. I went to Babson um, thinking that I was going to um, take over the world as just super accountant slash auditor, you know? I mean, I had a blast there, made some of the best friends in the world, played hoop all four years. That's, um, you know, figured I was good at math and math people make good accountants and accountants make good money. So that was a no brainer. But um, when I actually entered into the real world, um, I just realized that I was not cut out to be a sit in a, you know, a, a closet doing math all day long, you know, little um, interaction with a lot of people. Uh, it just wasn't for me. And I actually You're got out of that, that world. Personality. That's, that's not you. Just, I was, I was <laughs> bursting, bursting at the seams, bursting at the seams. Um, and I actually got an opportunity. I, I, I fell into a chance. I was actually a private investigator for a while. And I'll tell you, that was a, that was a much more fitting world for me. It definitely was. That's um, so cool. You know, talking about, That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, doing some undercover work, uh, being wired by the FBI, uh, mobile surveillances. And this was back before. I mean, we literally used like walkie-talkies. I mean, there were no smartphones back then, you know. So, I mean, you were just taking notes in the bathroom. And, you know, when you're on the surveillances – is not just taking a picture with your phone and nobody knowing it. No, you had that little video camera that you had to kind of like hide, like that yeah. like, real clothes in the car so they could drape a t-shirt over it, you know? So you had, we had to be really, really creative back in that day. It was like the, the inspector gadget watch, you know, that was about as, as high tech as we were. <laughs> That's so cool though. That's so but cool. Now, um, yeah. And it just, it, you know, and then again, just moving forward it, you know, I can um, tell you the whole thing, how I got into the real estate and um, you know, here we are today. Yeah, and that's where I want to go because that's really where you rise to the top. I want to I want to start your story from 2007 sure. because sure. I think 2007 sounded like it was a pivotal point for you and we all know in the economy it was shitty, things were going to hell in a handbasket right. real quick. So what was going on with you in 2007? Yeah, I mean, leading up to that, again, you got to remember before the crash, it was it was crazy awesome. And um, mm -hmm. one of my good, good friends, uh, Judy, who lived in the same condo complex I do, she was flipping units left and right. I mean, that's what it was. You, you did them, you flipped them, bam, bam. So it was, she was just having a, a great career at that. But we were at the pool one day and said, you know what, Dakota, we should probably get our, our licenses, our real estate licenses, because then, you know, we can kind of cut out the commission type of thing because she could, me and her having her licenses, and then I could basically secure the mortgage because I had a, a job. And, you know, it's hard for her to get a mortgage because she was just making the money cash off of flips. And then she could like legally pay me like a referral fee. So it was this whole way, instead of a, a full commission, it was just a referral fee. It sounded great. This is awesome. A little stipend for doing nothing but getting a mortgage for a couple months. And so we studied, we took the test, and I'll never forget, they, they, the day they put that real estate license in our hand, it was like, uh, breaking news, the market has <laughs> And it was like, oh, oh geez, God. what the hell? So needless to say, Judy never ended up doing another flip. But what she did do is she took her license and she went off to sell franchises, um, you know, for 
for decade over decade or whatever. And I, I'm sitting there and I mean, I was just fascinated going through the course and I just realized I really, really love real estate and everybody's running out with their hair on fire. Get out of the way. You know, (laughs) if you were holding a coffee cup and you said you were a realtor, they would like toss a nickel in there. You know, that's the kind of, but I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try this out. I mean, I, just selling houses, right? In a market where there's nothing going on. Let's do it. So yeah, I strapped up my, um, my boots there and I went in and, um, and I got into that collapse market and basically, you know, just, just tried my hat out, joined a, um, a small little brokerage and, and began selling real estate. Um, and what was and that like at the time? What was that like considering what was happening in the economy for you? So, I mean, I was still passionate about it. And again, I, one of these things, everybody's telling you you're crazy, you know, what are you doing? But it's just, I, I had a gut feeling, you know, Holly. And I was like, I just, I don't know, this, there's something about this industry. I love it. I want to do it. But um, again, take it. And, and it is the best thing ever. Cause as we talk, talk about our GTFO, right? Um, right. I had to get, <clears throat> and jumping into a market when it absolutely sucks is, is really a nice accelerated way to get there. Um, so Basically, you know, money was definitely going out faster than it was coming in, you know, and and so I'm watching my dwindling bank account and, and the bills and I started like focusing on that and I was focusing off the fear, you know, and here I am, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living off a dentist's green beans because they're only like 33 cents and they taste exactly the same, you know, and, um, you know, I treat myself to, it was Smirnoff vodka at the time because that was, I think, the cheapest you could get. It does um, the trick. It's whatever you got to do in a pinch. you're not making whatever any money. Whatever you got to do. Not- you know, I get a rental here or a, a mobile home there, but really nothing much, you know? So here's a dime. I, I finally got down to like my last, maybe like a couple hundred dollars that I had to my name. I had exhausted everything, you know? And I, I actually had a closing coming up that would cover my mortgage, you know, and then I had another one down the road. Um, but come to find out my, my broker was going on his like annual fishing trip. And he said, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay you until I get back. Well, when he got back, that was going to be after that mortgage payment. And I, I, I mean, I couldn't default on my mortgage. You know, I just, I, I've never done that. I've always, right. you know, I was making good money before. And so I, I just remember, and I, I pleaded with him and he was just, there was nothing, nothing going to shake him. So I just remember going home and I, I'm just sitting in my galley kitchen, you know, my back against the wall and crying into my, my glass of Smirnoff and um, you just, just, just cry. Just what am I going to do? what am I going to do? I, I have nothing. I, and I just, I, I remember this, this feeling of just helplessness and hopelessness and just dark and, and heavy, heavy, just, I've never experienced that. And, and so I remember I just got up enough liquid courage and I got up and I, I, I called my mom and I said, look, here's a situation. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I was a blubbering idiot. You know, I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm supposed to pay my bills, but I have a, you know, commission coming in. I just, I just need help. I just need a thousand dollars just to, get me this mortgage paid and, and then I'll, I'll pay you right back. And then she starts crying because it's like, I can't believe you Aww. weren't going to call me. Like I feel bad. It became this whole thing, you know? Um, but yeah, she ended up, um, you know, she, she, she gave me that thousand dollars and then I, um, you know, I paid my mortgage and then got the commission check and, and then, you know, the next one, then they just started coming in and I really never ever looked back. And, and, and Holly, one thing that's funny, I learned years later, I didn't realize it at the time, but again, we talked a lot about like the mindset and I'm, that's a very big yeah. thing with me as we continue to talk about. But the fact that I was sitting there, there, there was a mindset shift in that kitchen that night that I'm not, I wasn't even aware of until I learned later after studying the brain and studying the mind is my focus had been towards all those, the 
the money going out and the and the bank account dwindling. So it's focusing on that. What happens when you focus? You focus on expands. So what happened was what clicked was when I had to call my mom and ask for that money. Now my focus shifted to the next closing, right? Because I had to get right. to that next closing get my mom the money back. Well, as my focus shifted and I was focusing on the next closing, that led to, a, you know what I mean? Now it's leading to more deals. And so since that's where my focus went, that's what I received. It was you know, as I was if no you longer open the door for yourself. I was, you I made yourself open to it. Yeah, you, you manifest it. And, and I think that's what, oh, I look huge. at so many people that, that go through this right now and, oh my God, I, I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my bills. Stop saying it. You keep putting that out there. Don't put that out there. Let's let's focus on something else. You're gonna have you're gonna pay your bills. How are we gonna we'll figure it out? Like look forward, not back. Right, exactly. Look at what you can get or attain versus what you do not have. Exactly. Exactly. It and takes so I a think lot that, of courage to change your mindset. I think it takes a lot of um chutzpah and courage. Really. I think to go I think no, so. I'm looking differently I, I, now. Oh yeah, and once once you do change that, and once you learn that, I think it, it it becomes it becomes a game changer. But sometimes, again, if you don't hit that rock bottom, sometimes you don't get that full shift. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's no sense of right. urgency or desperation, and, and and which is also not necessarily a good thing. That's where some people get they get stuck being comfortable. They're comfortably uncomfortable. You oh know? my and, god! And not, so true. Not going outside that zone. Right. Exactly. You can function within, within your own limiting beliefs because it's comfortable because doing the work, Dakota, like you're saying, it's not comfortable. It's unknown and it's, it's, you could fail. And so people stay locked or stuck. Right. right. Isn't that weird that that's easier? It's easier to do that. It's easier. Well, that's just it because we don't go towards pleasure. We go away from pain, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. So it take that it, the pain has to be more for you. You know what I mean? Like there's pain in picking up the phone call and making, making sales calls, but there's more pain in not being able to feed your family. So then the call right. becomes easier. Not looking forward to it because it really sucks to not be able to support, support your family. You know, right. I mean, green beans it, and Smirnoff or steak and, uh, <laughs> right. no, it's Tito's all day long now, you know, Tito's I, I all day right past that. You know, I'll give it an occasional nod. Thanks. Thanks for the memories. But, um, <laughs> And Holly, you'll be proud to know yeah. frozen green yeah. beans now, frozen, oh. Oh, frozen and fresh only. <laughs> oh, right. I love it. But you know, I do Don't love your, the survival instincts that you're like, you know what? I got to do this to get by. You didn't sink. You've turned your shit around. And that's what I love about it. And your GTFO moment, if you will, kind of came early in your story. A lot of it comes later for people in their story, but yours came early, but that changed the trajectory of your career. Sure. It really did. It did. It did. And you know what though? It, and again, and, I, and I've shared this story with others too, because, you know, I needed that rock bottom, that changed the trajectory, but that's not the end, you know? So, so then I nope. was still, I was still working with the limiting belief, you know, I was, uh-huh. I was, I was doing well and, but I wasn't like any mega agent by any means, you know? And I, and it was like, I was looking up to these mega agents that were selling all this crazy business and thinking like, do they have, do they put their pants on like three legs at a time? They're like powerful, like magical. What's going on? Is there a unicorn that they live with? How, you know, I could never do that. And so it was just, it was literally just five or six years ago that I, I, I kind of got into this like funk, you know what I mean? What I've, what I've learned is see our brains are like 2000 years old. You know, and they're they're designed to protect us from 
from danger. But the problem is that was like fight or flight that long ago. That was like, oh my God, a wildebeest is coming around the corner. Go, 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 get out of here. Right. You know, like that's yeah. not going to happen. It's not going to happen today. But our brain is still designed to protect our heart from things. So I was, I was doing better. I was doing well, but I wanted to keep growing successful. And that's what my heart wanted. Problem is, the more successful you come, that means the more rejection you're going to get. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have to True. make more calls, which means more people are going to hang up and you don't ever have to throw call Throw yourself again. out there. You got to throw yourself yep. out there. More listing appointments mm-hmm. mean more listing appointments you don't get um, because you just it's it's a numbers game. And so your brain no, doesn't want your heart to like get all, all hurt. So you start like self-sabotaging. I mean, I remember, you know, I was like going to the gym twice a day. I was just, I was cutting down on my calls and my, my business was starting to suffer. And you literally don't even know what's happening. It's, it's, it's a real thing. One of the six fears is fear of success. It's a real thing. And I, I learned that. And it was so weird because at this time I was with Keller Williams and they brought out a, a Tony Robbins, like life coach to kind of do a little class. And, and he's sitting there and I'm, I don't even know why I went, I'm sitting in the back and, He's like, you know, do you feel like you're in a funk? And it was like an infomercial. I'm sitting in the back going, I do. I, you don't know why. I'm like, I don't. He's like, do you, think maybe, you think maybe you need a mindset shift? And I'm like, son of a bitch. That's what I need. So there was this whole thing for a, a Tony Robbins seminar where you go and, you know, it's all about your limiting beliefs and, again, mindset, mindset, mindset. And I'm like, something's wrong. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, Holly. He's like, I'm, I wasn't miserable, but I wasn't happy. I was doing okay. So I ended up going. And this is the, the UPW where you walk on fire and, and you basically, he creates oh, yeah. another serious rock bottom moment in your head because it's because of the Dickens process where because of these. So again, my limiting belief was kind of like, I'll, I'll never be like be a mega agent. I'm not good enough to be like that. And, and, and you crush the hell out of that belief. You go through some intense, intense um, exercises. And, and, and literally I, I came back from that and I'm like, you know what? If not me, who, like, why can't I? And I literally said, I'm going to sell 50 houses this year. And I, I printed out 50 little green houses and we put them up on the wall. And every time we sold the house, we'd put a little sold sticker in the middle. And then, and, and there's a lot of like celebration that you want to do. You want to put it all into your nervous system, make it all, all things. So me and my mom, what we did was we'd high five, you know, we'd mm-hmm. jump up and down, we'd, we'd high 10 actually, and then hug to like Aww. anchor. And it's a celebration. And every time we do that, it's, it's, it's all part of the positive mindset. Some people probably think it's hokey, but I'm telling you, it, it works. Don't know many examples. And so I did, we had 50 homes and we did that. And literally the last business day of the year, I had four closings, which was going to make it 47, 48, 49, and 50. And I'll never forget. I woke up that morning to a late night voicemail from my young buyer who was on her way up to New Hampshire. And it was a blizzard. Hey, Dakota, looks like we're all set. We couldn't fit the couch in the truck. So yay, free truck. I think then we might've left some stuff in the dishwasher, but I'm not sure. Okay. Thanks. And I'm like, Oh no, this is so sure enough. Don't I get the call at the final walkthrough? Like, Oh, you know, we, this, this is, they left stuff in the fridge and I'm like, well, who doesn't like free ketchup? What's the problem? Right. What, what are right. We, doing? <laughs> yeah, like, condiments, um, we got condiments. Yeah. They're like, no, they got We're not going on record until <laughs> this gets cleaned up. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're in New Hampshire. I'm like, I'm not closing 49 deals after all this. And so Ended up thinking outside the box, coming up with some, some solutions. You know what? We'll do a holdback from the um, the deposit. You, she'll basically cover the cost to get cleaners in there and a gut junk and get rid of the couch. And we went on record and sold exactly 50 the year I decided. I came home with the mindset that I could do that. And I mean, last year we closed 115 and this year we're well on track. The goal this year was 150 and we're well, well on track for that. So that is huge. And congratulations. And I love your progression. And it's everything about your tenacity, 
and your focus. It really is. And what I love about what you said about there's so many good real estate agents. Why me? And you're like, why not me? Why the hell not me? I mean, that's a, a, a shift in thinking. And, and I think that's a great lesson for people to hear. Why not me? So right. I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What were some of the things that you started to do differently? And I know that you would like manifest, if you will, how many houses you were going to sell. I think you put a certain amount of money on a check that you were going to, tr- you know, that was your goal to oh, hit. Yeah, that was a crazy one. For the, I mean, for those of you out there, again, Tony Robbins is a lot of um, like the secret, the law of attraction, you know, and the law of attraction is just as serious as the law of gravity. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, it's a thing. Like, you know, you ever think of somebody you haven't thought of in a long time and you just start thinking about them, thinking about them and oh. randomly just happen to call you and you're like, oh my God. All the time. Like all, the all the time. Like that's yeah. a thing. You know, we talked about before you, you, you forget something in the, in the supermarket and you, um, and you, and you, and you have to go back and you're all pissed about it. Like, Oh, but then you bump into somebody that you hadn't seen like in forever. Like a couple of the examples I think we talked about Holly was, uh, well, the, the, let's get to the check thing. That was, if you go to the secret, there's a, uh, you can print yourself out a check to the universe. And the first time I did this, I, I, I had a, a lofty goal and I put it on there and you just put it on the wall. So I'm sitting in the office and I look at it, look at it. And that year I made pretty much within a few thousand of what exactly that check was. So I was like, wow. So the next year I, I got even ballsier and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I wrote it. And then I, something I should never do. And I've, I've learned, but I kind of hesitated and I ripped it up and I wrote the check for still a lofty goal, but definitely not as big as it, as I could have gone. And I was, I was cranking that year. I was having a really, really great year. And I'll never forget. It was this, like middle of September. We get to this, this one week where all of a sudden it's like, everything was going on. My offer wasn't getting accepted. I had like two deals fall apart. Like it, it just, nobody liked the house. It was just, it was just weird. It was a stall. And I looked and I, I got the chills because I was in September, but I was almost to that check amount. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my. so I'm at the gym like the next day. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's the freaking check. So I got to the office, I ripped it up and I wrote it for what I should have wrote it. And no lie, I had my phone on my desk. I'm taping the new check up to the wall. As I'm taking my thumb away, my phone rings and it's one of the agents who my guy's offer didn't get accepted because their deal fell apart. And he was calling to see if my buyers were still interested, which they were. And we went and got that house. And it was like the year finished strong. And I mean, you just, these things happen all the time. That's amazing. So you're, you're taping up the check. You're taking your thumb off with your new dollar sign. The new money that you should have put. The new money and the phone rings. Y'all, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know what it is? You can't deny that. Right. And just so many. And I think if if more people were in tune to it or just be open to it, you'd Uh notice it. Like, again, going back to our, our dear, dear friend, Brian, I had a, a day where I was babysitting my, my niece and nephews in South Weymouth where I live, where they live. And I was going all the way to North Weymouth home after, and I had nowhere to be. It was just a, an afternoon. There was sister came home. So I leave and I drive on almost home. And I realized, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot my computer bag. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, you know how you get, you know? Oh, oh yeah. And I'm oh, like, yeah. annoyed. Just, just change my state. What's the big deal. All right. So turn around, you know, so I, I go all the way back and hey, I get to go and hug my niece and nephews an extra time. What's so awful about that, right? Get my computer bag. So I'm pulling in and Brian lived in the complex, the same complex to me at the same time. And I remember 
pulling back in. And when I did, I see him, he was coming, walking towards the door and he had his head down and he was kind of like slouched a little bit. And, and I was like, you're right. He just had a horrible day. His wife was pregnant. She was sick. And he was just, he just looked like he was on the verge of tears and just, just had a really bad day. So I, I opened the window. I said, do you need a hug? And I got out Aww. and I gave him a hug. And I'm like, you know what? That's why I forgot my computer bag. That's exactly yes. why I forgot my computer bag. Yes. He needed you that day. You needed to be the giver that day. Yeah. I was some, sometimes we're just the sacrificial lambs to help somebody else out, you know? <laughs> right. But I love that but, perspective. I love it. It's true. But I think a lot of people that they, 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 like, for example, they forget the carrots and then they're like, Oh, and then they have to go back. And then they run into the person that they love that they haven't seen in forever, but then they'll still go home and be like, Oh, that sucked that I had to like go back to the store. It's like, Oh, but no. yeah, you're missing the message. Right. You're supposed to go back to the store. You were, right. The carrots were for you. <laughs> <laughs> I try to tell myself this kind of stuff when I'm in traffic. I'm like, okay, so I'm in right. traffic and I'm supposed to be <laughs> because I'm yeah. avoiding an accident someplace else in the city. You know, this is all timing. Just relax. Nothing, nothing you can do and just go with it because there's a reason for it. So, um, right. And, and even, and even to say just because again, going back to what we focus on expand, right? This so just as recently as um, so it was the Monday before Easter. I um, there's this one um, company I'm a part of. They they send out like leads to, to multiple real estate agents, and then you know it's up to you to kind of go get it, you know. And so mm-hmm. it was Monday morning before Easter, and I went and I I, I, I signed up. I signed up for their appointment. It was ten thirty, and I made an appointment to go see them at one one thirty or one, one o'clock. And, you know, I had the paperwork already. And so I show up at, um, you know, maybe like 10 minutes early and it was an older foreign couple. And they were, they were so confused when they opened the door and looked at it. And I was like, oh yeah. yeah, I'm here to, you know, to, to talk about everything. And they're like, you, we just signed the, so somebody else had gone. They told them that they had an appointment with me at one o'clock. And he said that he was on my team and got them to sign the paperwork <laughs> with him. To which I said, well, well, he lied, you know, it's, and then they say to me, well, but it's a legally binding document, which that's not coming from them. You know that. So I, I was filled with so much. I got so angry and I, and I was so mad at myself. Like, why didn't I just go over there right away? Why did I wait till one o'clock? Like that was being ridiculous or anything. And I had, I was just sick to my stomach, just really, just really upset. And I I said, you know what? Nope. Pity party one tables ready outside, get out. Um, five minutes of, of the anger. And then I, I went so, I took that anger and I flipped it on its head so hard that nope. And I, I literally like opened my arms. I looked up and I said, I am, because if I focus on that, if I got so mad about that um, yeah. listing, I didn't get, then I'm not, I'm basically putting out energy of not getting listings, not getting listings. So I went so hard. I am getting listings. I am open for listings. I will get listings. I will receive listings. It just, it, it, it was hard. It's a, it's a lot of work sometimes and no lie. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, each day I got, I took a new listing Sunday. I actually got an offer accepted when the deadline wasn't until Tuesday, but we went in hard and got it. And then I took another listing that Monday. I've never been on a streak like that. And I, it just, I, the anger can cripple you or it can like literally drive you, Yes. you know? So I, I'm, I'd like to make a habit, you know, if I don't get a listing or something doesn't happen, go do an activity that I'm going to get two appointments because I didn't get that one. And because I had, didn't get that one, that's why I got the next two. Right, right, exactly. You shut that door, you're like, you know, moving on. I'm going to open myself up to getting what's going to work for me. And it came. And I love yeah. that. I love that. It's like magic, Dakota. It's, <laughs> it's you like know, magic. It's, 
I start to feel, I'm like, I'm, I swear I'm not making this stuff up. You know, like every time it happens, it's just like, oh my God, like here it goes again. And again, I, I think it happens to people all the time, but if you just, you just got to look for it and see it. And again, it's, it's like, instead of sitting here and being so upset about what just happened, wouldn't it be much easier just to sit back and wait and see why it did? You yeah. know, I mean, real a, a funny little, little fun fact. So Judy, who the whole reason I got my license after, um, in 2018, it was just me and my mom. And, um, we did, she was my full-time assistant, which after she went to Tony Robbins, I retired her out of her miserable job at town hall and she became oh, my full-time good assistant. Daughter. Um, good daughter. And she, yeah, she needed, but she needed to have her limiting beliefs. With it. So that's why I took her back to Tony after I went, went back the second time. Um, and so we did 88 deals, just the two of us. And that's when Judy, we met at a Dunkin' Donuts down in the landing, right down two minutes from my office today. And she's like, you know what? She's like, we got something here. We, we need to build this team. And so here, here we've come full circle. She's literally like my vice president of operations on this team. We just have our, um, our seventh agent, um, you know, transaction coordinator. So yeah, in 2018, we were two. And the funniest thing is we, we built our team. We brought on four agents during, during COVID, which is funny because my, my team picture looks like I'm Alice in the middle of the, um, the Brady Bunch because it's not like you can go and do group photos. So we just keep adding headshots around me and everyone's like, what, what are you, the housekeeper in this operation? Funny. That's funny. That's cute. You're like, I am not Alice, by the way. I'm just in the middle of a, me Alice. of a pandemic way to add pictures. Right. We'll go to the beach soon enough and dress up and nice and do our hair and makeup. Don't worry about it. Right. We'll get this done today. We'll get it done today even though you look like Alice in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love everything you've done and you've built. And it's such a story of perseverance, especially coming out of COVID. Uh, like I love what you right. did well, with I mean, 2007 and the opportunity and opportunity since 2018. You haven't, it hasn't stopped you, Dakota. You, you just keep going. What are some of the things that you think you do differently? I know you have a mindset, but is there any, any tips and tricks that you use every day to make sure that you stay in your path. And the reason I ask that is because I, I meditate. It brings me peace. It brings me mm. calm. I try my best to do it every day. Is there anything that you do to keep yourself on the pot, on this positive path? I think it's just, I'm very keen and I can pick up very quickly. You're, you're either a scarcity mindset or your abundance mindset. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I, constantly come at everything with abundance, you know, penny wise, pound foolish, all that stuff. Right. And, you know, to the point, like case in point right now, an example, like everybody, so many buyers, agents out there and agents, this is the least amount of inventory we've seen, like in Massachusetts. I mean, it did just go up to maybe 4,000, but that's nothing. And I hear agents all the time being like, Oh my God, this market, there's not, there's nothing available. There's no houses. There's no houses. You know, they're getting into bidding wars and they're not getting their offers accepted. Whereas I'm completely I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my mind the opposite. I look at that as abundance. I, I mean, I actually did a couple of videos on this and sent them out. I'm like, this should be sh shooting fish in a barrel. Like, but that means to me, the, the lowest inventory means that's the most houses available for me to go put my sign in the yard. Like, why, are you, why are you not thinking like that? And so I actually did a video to some of the agents and I said, you know, you know, when you, when a, when a listing gets signed up with a real estate agent, it's kind of like a little marriage, you know what I mean? Like they're married. So they're, off the market, even though they're on the market, ironically. But I said, right now, there's only 3,000 married houses in Massachusetts. I'm like, if you can't get a date in this kind of singles pool, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's a great analogy. 
I mean, it was, I went, I went and there was this woman I found, she had expired, which means she had tried to sell her house two and a half years ago. Uh, Cause we have access to all those reports. Again, be proactive, not reactive. I'm not, you, you, you just got to make shit happen. You know, that's how you do it. And so, I mean, we have so much off market stuff going because you just got to think outside the box and not, that's how you have the control, you know? And I, I found this woman two and a half years ago. I saw what she expired at and it was a joke compared to what mm-hmm. the prices are today. So this was just a few months ago and I called her up. And I said, look, are you still, I saw what you're trying to sell your house for. Um, I said, I, I think I can get you significantly more if you're still interested in moving. And she was. So she had me over and she basically said, um, you know, we are still interested in moving. And um, what do you think we could do? So we ended up marketing it. We put it on the market for $20,000 more than what she had expired at. And we got an offer, another 20 over that, waiving the home inspection and crazy. showings all day long for the two days straight. And so we were signing that offer that night and she, she started crying and I was like, you know, is everything all right? And she said, last time I had my house on the market, she said, nobody came to see it. Not one person. She said, I was embarrassed. I felt that I wasn't worthy. She said, you put it on and the entire town was through in half a day. She goes, I just feel like just so much better. And then we went on and, you know, um, actually there was a house. So she had, we, she had to find a house otherwise, you know, to sell it. She had to have a place to go. I had actually been on a listing appointment seven months, uh, seven months earlier on this house on the other side of town mm-hmm. that was very unique. And I gave them a price and they went with another agent and they went because the other agent listed it for $50,000 higher. Um, so I was, I was upset, but I knew what had happened. So, you know, I'm not going to over, overprice a listing. So that house just sat and I, I saw, especially you, you lose a listing, you, you know, what goes on with it, you know, and it was right. sitting and it was sitting and because they didn't give it to me and I didn't sell it seven months ago, it was the exact house that was perfect for their needs. They needed like in-law set up and everything. It was just quirky, but it was perfect for them. And do you know, Holly, we went in and because it had been on the market so long, we actually wrote an offer and got it accepted for $10,000 less than the original price I gave them to list it at. Oh my God. So I'm very glad I didn't get that listing, but see, again, it's another let, one. It's another door that was shut and it opened this one later. You don't know. You don't know when that's going to happen. And it does. But the, I think that, but I think the trick is the, what happens is, is because when a bad thing happens, if you can, if you can just ch- change your state, get over it, move on. Right. The problem is when we, relent on it wouldn't like like that listing that i got that i had stolen away from me yeah i sat there and and if i had sat there and pouted all afternoon how am i gonna make how am i gonna make any calls how am i gonna get any leads any appointments i'm sitting there crying you know crying at my desk because somebody took it instead i i i I said it and i'm like you know what there's there's gonna be a reason why this happened and i you know what i will go and i need to go and thank that agent for being the scumbag slimy guy that he was um because that made me a heck of a lot of money the rest of that week. Yeah, it sure did. It propelled you. It propelled you. Absolutely. And that, it was you know, meant that's for you. That's a great feeling. That's, that's yeah. why when I see people consumed with like the anger and the spite, like stop. I, sometimes I want to say to people like, how much do I owe you for rent? What? Well, I'm clearly in your head all day long. What, what's, what's the rent payment? What, what, what do I owe you? Is that a thousand? Like just, right. you know, don't let people take up real estate in your head. There's so many other things to focus on because if you keep focusing on, on the anger, you focus on this, you focus on that. You're just putting that out there that that's what you're going to keep receiving. It's so true. And I love the real estate parallel, Dakota. That was perfect. Just, that's what we're talking about. So <laughs> that was, that was kind of good. That was really good, but it's true because they let people take that up and they have no space for anything else. And they dwell and they dwell. And they don't get out of it. They get stuck. 
They get stuck. Yeah. You choose to not get stuck. You choose to keep moving. Exactly. Like I said, I mean, every now and then, and, and trust me, my agents love it if I try to, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll mock me because again, I'll, I'll give myself maybe five minutes, just, just, you know, one, and, and every time they do it, they'll know. Cause they love, you know, I dish it out really hard, you know, and, and they love it. Cause they're like, oh, I'm sorry, Dakota, a pity party of one outside, you know, I'm like, all right, just tell me. I'll be fine. <laughs> give me a second. Let me like, cut it out and I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give me, just let me go. Just give me a minute and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like you, like go get, work it out and move on. Cause we can't dwell in the past. We can, we can't dwell on what happened five minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. We have to keep looking forward. Um, yeah. And I'm constantly a, I, having to do that with my clients and everything too. You know what I said again? And what if, and what, listen, there's not the best time to, 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 but, um, grow a tree, plant a tree, whatever, 20 years ago, second best time, like today, like there's nothing you can do about what you, you know, I have one right now. Oh, I wish I had put the deposit in. I wish I wish. Well, you didn't. So listen, we're solutions based here. What are we going right. to do today? Yeah, right. but what it, okay. We're done with that. <laughs> Starting now, what are we going to do? That's going to make it even better. Cause here's right. what I don't want to do. We're going to sit here and you're going to complain so much about your what ifs, what ifs we're going to miss today. And then next week, you're going to be like, oh, my God, last week, I wish I didn't spend the whole day crying about it. And we just go do it. Like, this is going to be like Groundhog Day. Right. Do we want it to be Groundhog Day or do we want to, like, stop the pattern and let's shift and get into the right direction? Right. Right. It has to be tough love sometimes, Holly. <laughs> oh, I would imagine because Groundhog Day sucks. I don't even like Groundhog Day. It does. <laughs> but I... I'm saying it, it's a bad it's it's a bad feeling because you can't get out. I can imagine that you'd have to say, "Look, let's shift." Like you just said, let's shift out of this. You're mm -hmm. so you're also a therapist, Dakota. Clearly, you're also providing well, therapy for clients. Real estate is actually the lowest rung of what the job description is. It is. It's therapist. It's coach. It's shoulder to cry on. It's person. To, I mean, I spend so much. You can ask my mom's in my office. I spend a lot of time with my phone on my desk, and I just have it on the speaker. And they just go, and I just, I just sit there. Yep. Uh huh. I understand. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. And that you just, just let them get it out. You know, just let them get it out. Oh, that's funny. You, they, they should pay you extra for that. I'm just kidding. You're like, you can Venmo, well, it's like, Venmo you know me 150 for the therapy session. Well, and, and, I, and I heard this line and I, I've always known it, but I, and I use it on my clients now all the time. It's like at the height of your emotional distress, you're at the lowest of your logical. Right. So, I mean, I had a woman uh. one day, literally she was selling her mom's home. Her mom had just passed away. So much stress. Right. But in the PNS, they happened to, she had a little $20 red microwave on the counter. Right. So in yeah. the PNS inadvertently, one of the attorneys had just written in and it's part of everything included microwave was there. It was just a standard PNS, like absolutely means nothing, you know? And she called me up. She's like, if these MFers can't buy this house over this, like, or the microwave, she's like, I don't want to sell. And I just, Yep. Uh huh. I understand. Yes. I. You know, no. I, I'll buy. I promised it to my nephew. I'm giving it to my nephew. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Sure thing. You know, if I was if I was on a fighter, what good would it have been to me to say to her like, "You're being ridiculous. Like, stop it." You know. And so I just let her go. And then, if sure enough, at like you know nine o'clock the next morning, she calls. And it's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, nope. That's I get it. It's it's not about. It could have been anything. It wasn't about the microwave. It's just. They're at their lowest logical point when they're at their highest emotional state. So it's our job again. And I think a lot of agents, they get caught up in that back and forth and put and you just so many deals, I think, blow up that don't have it because these sellers and buyers, they only do this once every so often. And their hypotheticals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are, you know, I once, well, what if, 
you know, this, what if this, well, I can promise you it's probably 90% chance this deal is going to happen, but it's going to be a 0% chance if we don't sign this offer because you're afraid of 16 hypotheticals. I always say we could play the what if game until we're blue in the face, but the game I would like us to play is Dakota's game, which is let's cross that bridge when we get to it because I've probably already been on that bridge. Right. And it saves a lot of time. Exactly. It saves a lot of time. Trust me. Trust me. But I love that you um, you have like three words to take care of them. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Like if you say that over <laughs> and over again, they'll eventually calm down, you know. Right. And it's, it's like you know that intuitively. You're like, no, I'm just going to sit here and let them work through it and they'll come back around. You know what to expect. Right. Well, because if I, so, if I said, come on, we're being ridiculous about now all of a sudden I'm the, I'm also the evil, angry person who's trying to rip this to, this uh, microwave away from her nephew. You know what I mean? And I'm the enemy. <laughs> it's everybody against me. Why is everybody out to get me? Instead oh my I'm God, it's the microwave. Look. It's the microwave. It's crazy. <laughs> I am putting on this cape and I am going to save the day and you will have that microwave. Nobody is touching it. In fact, go put it in your room. Go put it in your room and lock the door. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I won't let them touch it. They're not going to judge your freaking microwave. It's going to be fine. <laughs> um, well, Dakota, we're coming towards the end of our time together, but I wanted to ask so you. So quick. I know. It's gone so fast. Um, what advice do you have for others who are at rock bottom and who are looking at cans of green beans and drinking Smirnoff? Well, this podcast is GTFO. Yeah, I would say my advice would be GTF up, fail forward, build it bigger. You know, this, let that day. And and it's funny because people say, oh, if you could go back to your younger self and give them like one piece of advice to avoid this pain or that pain, what would it be? I'm like, I would keep myself away from myself because I needed that pain. I don't want to talk to myself. Like I'll go help somebody else. But this younger Dakota over here, she needed that the Smirnoff and the and the and the and the green beans, and now it's a great story that she can help other people yes. with, so that they don't give up. Because listen, I'm not a, a huge. I wasn't born in success. You don't even like. I've been there where you are. I'm not talking down. I'm not saying, oh, well, the, what does Dakota know? She's got this team and she's doing really well and she's doing. I mean, I, I have well plenty more to go. We're taking over the South Shore. We're looking to build an empire, and I just keep putting it out there into the universe. That's what we're doing. We're you know, I always say to my guys, like, we're like Facebook and we started in the garage. I think we're out of the garage a little bit, but we're only to like the curb, you know? So we have a lot of way to go. So if you are that Facebook in the garage and, and you're just getting kicked in the gut every single day, I mean, think and grow rich, you know, three feet from gold. These are stories. Sometimes that last, last hurdle is literally that last one before success. So are you willing to give up everything for just one more, just, just one more chance? And it's not failure when you get up. It's only failure when you stay on the ground. And that's what people mm. just need to realize. They I can have that. That can be that moment where they're just suffocating. That's going to be their rock bottom someday. That's going to help somebody else who's in the future is going to be in their rock bottom. Right. It's your, your content. It's your content and it's your story and it's what motivates other people. So I love it. Well, how can people get connected with you after this podcast today? Oh, I would love to talk to anybody that has questions. I mean, put it right out there. I mean, you can, I, my phone is attached to my body, my, my hand at all times. It's I'm 781-883-7980. If you want to email me, um, it's just my name, Dakota at KW.com. And um, we do have a website, um, depend on Dakota.com. 
But yeah, if you're somebody that's in any walk of life, you know, in any industry, if you're, I mean, I'm passionate, as you know, Holly, we, we talk oh, mindset yeah. for hours and hours and hours. And I love it. I think it keeps me high-minded. I love being around the high energy, high-minded people. And, you know, if, if, if you're feeling in a funk or, or anything like that, and you just need a, a you know, a, a kick in the behind and let's go, let's do this, you know, rah-rah session, I'm all for it. I think motivational speaking is in your future, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> do i'm like i'm feeling inspired i'm like i can do freaking anything because i'm listening yeah, to that's right, that's right yeah <laughs> once yeah. this empire is up and running we'll um yeah maybe we'll, we'll turn it into um some more conversations or maybe we'll, we'll we'll have some more down the road i would love that i would love that you've been a terrific guest and i love your authenticity i, I've said, I said that earlier and just you being you and saying F it, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to make things happen for myself. And this is how other people can do it too. That's the best message ever, ever. Yeah. All right, girl, I'd love to have you back. We'll talk about something else. You have to come back. Holly, so, we'll do it. And when you, when you, when you come to it. Boston, we're getting together. I'm coming to Boston. I'm coming up there and it's beautiful. I'm, I'm going to come out there this summer, but we can talk about that offline. All right, GTFO listeners, thank you for joining us today. I hope you found Dakota's story inspiring, and I hope you're ready to get out there and kick ass today. I will talk to you guys again soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me today on the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. To connect with me for confidence coaching or speaking engagements, please connect with me at hollykaplan.com or find me on Instagram at GTFO underscore podcast. Thanks. Thanks.